Welcome to the STR Home Financing Podcast, where we believe a legacy is something you build, not just something you leave behind. And now, here's your host, Jeff Chisholm. Hey, this is Jeff Chisholm with STR Home Financing. Welcome to another installment of These Three Things, where I interview experts in the short-term rental space, and they share with us from their lane three things that they feel like are important things to know for anyone looking to purchase a short-term rental or already own a short-term rental. So today, I have Ryan Bakey with us. He is a CPA, and uh, welcome, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had $100, this is the first question, unscripted, so um, we're not going to take your math exact, but if you had $100 for every time you had your name mispronounced, would you be a millionaire or a billionaire? Yeah, I definitely would be up there. I, my entire <laughs> life, it's been mis- I would say it's been mispronounced. So I've had it pronounced Bake, Baki, Bakey. Some people have even said Blake. I'm like, there's not even an L in there. that's funny well we will jump into this because we are going to stick with the str home financing format of micro podcast 10 minutes or less so ryan first three things tell us who you are what you've done in this space and what you're doing to to support the str community yeah so my my name is ryan i am again a cpa i have an accounting and finance degree I went to school at a Christian college and I went to work at Deloitte afterward. I Deloitte's a big consulting firm. Very shortly after I realized that I was I wanted to help people. Uh, not the everyday person, but I wanted to help the person in their family that's gonna change their family tree. And so I made it my mission to help people leave a legacy, build wealth, and really learn teach them how to invest in real estate. And so I have a CPA firm. Uh, we take on primarily real estate investing clients. So you have to invest in real estate in order to work with us. And, you know, I've posted tons of educational content, podcasts. I've spoken in many events, you know, as small as I spoke in front of as little as eight people at a bar and in front of 1,100 people as of yesterday. So we're really excited and I, I love what I do. Yeah, that's awesome. And the name of our LLC that we use for our real estate investing is called Build Legacy. So definitely can connect with you there. And yeah, Ryan, you're just another example. And anyone that's listened to my podcast has heard before, you want an expert. So whether it's a, a realtor that specializes in short-term rental or a real estate attorney, a, a family planning attorney, a mortgage loan officer, CPA, you need someone that knows the ins and outs of short-term rentals because it's a different animal. And if you want to maximize the investment they are, then you will connect yourself with realtors. Google gets so many people in trouble talking to the wrong person. People can get you in trouble. So definitely believe in connecting with experts. And that's why I've got Ryan here today. So Ryan, The three things, most important things from a CPA perspective that you want to share with us today. Yeah. So I would say that that the the first important thing is going to be that how you finance your property has no effect on the tax benefits that you're able to achieve. So in this space, oftentimes we see people use a 10% down secondary home loans, which have the restrictions generally being that, you know, it has to be 50 or 100 miles away from your primary home where you reside at, you have to actually use it a little bit for personal use, but 
how you finance a property, in fact, doesn't have any ramifications on the tax benefits for the most part. So whether or not I buy 20% down conventional, whether I buy 10% down, 15% down, whether I do DSCR, it doesn't matter. And that's interesting because I think a lot of people, they will stop and pause and they get tangled up in trying to understand when I, when I get started, what's the best avenue from a tax perspective. And generally it, it, it doesn't matter. I will say though, one thing you want to watch out for is insurance. So a lot of people that close in secondary home loans, their insurance policies are just that insurance policies for a secondary home. And oftentimes they may or may not have, you know, commercial liability insurance or like an STR rider policy. And so, you know, double check with your insurance to make sure your rental property is actually covered there. I'll say the last thing too is, you know, watch, watch it from a legal perspective as well. You know, a lot of people, you know, mountain markets, really, especially like lake and beach markets are probably not properly protected. You know, if I have a, a little boat dock and I, a lake, you know, a lake and somebody, you know, slips and falls and drowns, like, am I covered am I, or am I liable for that? And if so, am I covered? So that's where I'll say that's point number one is, again, how you finance uh, property doesn't change the tax benefits, but really make sure you watch the insurance and the legal aspect. Nice, nice. Number two. Okay, number two is going to be, be very careful with what are called personal use days. So oftentimes lenders, and correct me if I'm wrong, but most lenders have requirements that state that you actually have to use the property for somewhat element of personal use in order for it to be considered a secondary home loan. Now, where this kind of gets complicated is because the IRS doesn't want you to actually gain personal benefit from a rental property. So if you want to be able to take your, you know, your tax benefits of investing in real estate, you need to be aware of the restrictions that the IRS has in place. And so that restriction is really going to be centered around this, this 14 day requirement. So you're able to stay in your property for up to 14 days, personal use, according to the IRS. If you, if you stay out more than 14 days, you are going to run into some problems where the IRS will actually start limiting the amount of expenses that you're able to take uh, against your income. So there's this fine line because oftentimes lenders will want to see that you're actually using the property for personal use, but you don't want to use it for too much personal use because the IRS will then start disallowing expenses. One thing that's important to note is that if you are working at the property for at least four hours a day, the IRS does not see that as a personal use day. So I've had people that have said, hey, you know, I bought the property in August. I stayed there pretty much all of September, fixing it up, you know, staying in there. What does that mean? And as long as you work there for at least four hours a day, it doesn't count as a personal use day. No, that's and that's a great point because I get that one all the time, the 14 days the second home occupancy loan where people will kind of cross those lanes and they really are two separate lanes. The 10% down second home occupancy loan doesn't mean that you can't rent it out on a short-term basis, but you do have to take into consideration from a tax perspective what that means. And a lot of people don't know they can exclude those days that they're you know doing maintenance, cleaning, those sorts of things and exclude those from those personal use days. So that's awesome. Number three. Number three is you have to protect your DTI. You have to learn what's going to impact your debt to income ratio. And so for those who are listening, debt to income ratio is going to represent uh, the amount of uh, debt that you have compared to your monthly income. You know, so if I have, let's say, again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but if I have, you know, $6,000 a month of uh, pre-tax income and I have $2,000 a month of debt, you know, my, my debt to income ratio is going to be around somewhere around 33%. Where I've, you know, working with over hundreds, hundreds of investors at this point and talking to people, this is how people hit almost hit roadblocks is when, 
you know, they either buy properties too quickly and take out a bunch of debt. You know, they might be refinancing uh, against the appreciated value of their property. And now they have more debt, you know, so you have to really protect your DTI and, and really hold on and, and understand what's going to impact that because that's where people, I think that's where people fail to scale. Another important thing that we've always, that I've seen a lot is one of the reasons that we talked about earlier about why people get in real estate in the first place is to leave a legacy. And, you know, quite frankly, a lot of people use it as a, as getting out of their, their day job so they can spend, you know, more time doing the things that they love or more times with their families. You know, if you, if you are a high W2 earner and you use that W2 income to qualify for loans, and then you go and leave your job, you know, what does that do to your debt to income? And so really have to learn how to protect your debt to income, because I think that's the number one most important thing that's preventing people from scaling in this business. No, that's absolutely right. And we're going a little bit longer than we typically do, but I think this information is so important uh, not to mix, miss the tax benefits of owning a short-term rental. So how important is it for people to understand accelerated depreciation? Uh, I mean, it is arguably life-changing and changing family trees. So I will, I will preface this by saying you do not want to buy an investment or a deal just because of the tax benefits. The deal should pencil out and meet your criteria from a cash flow perspective or a cash on cash return or some sort of payback period. It should meet those. It should pencil in. But the, the tax benefits can really help accelerate your wealth building. And, you know, for the average, let's say, let's say you have a, a husband and wife couple, you know, a married couple making $200,000, a quarter million dollars a year, maybe. And they're buying a around a $500,000, let's say, cabin in the Smoky Mountains. Well, on average, that type of avatar is actually saving anywhere between thirty dollars to $35,000 a year in tax savings through accelerated depreciation and some of the stuff that I teach in my you know, podcasts and content. And so to be able to add that $30,000 back into your bottom line, you know, that's, that's just going to accelerate your payback period even quicker. And it's super important to really understand those rules and take advantage of that. No, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned your podcast because that kind of wraps things up for us to have you share the three ways that uh, people can connect with you, Ryan. Yeah, no, sure. So you can find me on all social media platforms at Learn Like a CPA. So it's going to be TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook group called Tax Strategies for Real Estate Investors. We have over 5,000 real estate investors in that group asking questions about taxes daily. And then lastly, you can find my podcast where all podcasts are played. And it's going to be the Learn Like a CPA show. The Learn Like a CPA podcast. Yeah, you'll find, you'll find it if you search. Got it. I promise. Awesome. 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 Well, we really appreciate you uh, joining the podcast today. Great information. I hope people will connect with you because I get all the time on my consultation calls. What else do I need to know? And, you know, my response is I've shared everything in my lane. You've got to get in the CPA lane. You got to get into the, the insurance lane, attorney, property management, marketing, all types of resources out there for those, but definitely connect with Ryan on questions around uh, how a short-term rental can change your trajectory through the tax benefits. So thanks for joining us, Ryan. Until next time. Jeff Chisholm is a registered mortgage loan officer, NMLS 673623 for North Point Bank, NMLS 447490. North Point Bank is an equal housing lender. All programs and products discussed on the show are subject to change 
without notice.